Hi, everybody. Welcome to Everything Energy. I'm Erica of Eden Energetics, and this is episode two, Under the Influence. So as you know, or some of you may know, I started a podcast and then I disappeared. (laughs) What happened? I really intended that this podcast would be weekly or bi-weekly, and yet something happened, and that is what the topic of this podcast is all about. So I sat down for episode two, very different topic by the way, that topic we'll save for another time, maybe even episode three, and I had issues, I had blocks, I had barriers, I had obstacles. I had noise, there was so much noise. So I'd sat down, it's like, great, I'm so excited, I'm super stoked to do this podcast, really fun thing for me. Um, I mean, I have enough topics and stories and experiences to share that I could do daily sound bites, if not full episodes. So I sat down, I'm like, great, I'm so excited, talk about whatever it was. And that particular time, I can't remember if that's when the neighbor's dog was in distress for like hours and then a kid was in distress for a very long time there's been construction um, noise there was just a lot of noise every time that I sat to record and of course when I had a client session or I was working on my patreon stuff or um, had meetings or other things going on everything was perfectly calm and cool at home (laughs) But I wasn't able to record then, so I'm like, it's no big deal, you know. This isn't this isn't a podcast that's like uh, monetized. There's no sponsorship. There's no like this is just for fun. So like, it's okay. I don't need to like beat myself up about not sticking to my own schedule. Like this is just a hobby, right? So okay, cool, no big deal, right? Well, as it kept happening, I'm like, wait a minute. Sometimes the noise is really just a distraction, a diversion, a good teacher in patience, you know, flexibility, adaptability, but it can also be a reflection of fear. It can be a reflection of needing to recalibrate your energy. So I sat with that. I'm like, okay, what inner wounding of mine is showing up here? Is there, is there something like, well, yeah, for sure there was. I knew it because before I started the podcast, I was experiencing a little bit of this energy from my childhood and it's not just my own. This is within our DNA. My, like I would say I was assessing within my family. Okay. How many decades is this a full century or more? Like how long this energetic has been within my lineage and how it's showing up in me versus how it's showing up in other family members. And so I sat with myself, I'm like, okay, this is the childhood energy that's happening. This is what I can do to address it, to clear it. So I sat with the feelings. I allowed myself to feel them in all the ways that I didn't allow myself to feel whatever was going on historically when this energetic would repeat. And I did it absent the story, absent all the stuff. I just legit was allowing myself to feel it. But at the turning point, I started indulging in it. 
and I recognized a pattern repeating. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? Because sometimes it's something more. And that's happened to me before. And what I'm talking about is being under the influence of spirits. And I don't say this to scare anyone or um, this is not a fear-based approach. In fact, actually, this is all about empowerment. And I have some really great, um, ha I'll share more about why you don't need to be worried about this and, and what you can do. Um, so growing up, uh, let's say, for example, I was around somebody who was experiencing depressive episodes. I would see these beings, they would take a certain shape and a certain color. And it was very evident to me how they were influencing this person, how they were wreaking havoc. And sometimes it was very much that it would start with a spirit and then the person would be affected or the person would have these thoughts and then either a spirit or a thought form would then interact with them and it would be this back and forth. Um, okay, yeah, so I would, I would see things like that happen and then I would personally experience it. So um, let's say something would upset me and I would stay in the emotional charge of anger or rage beyond feeling the feeling. I would get into the story. I would get into the narrative. I would get into, I would feed it instead of feel it. I would see these spirits. Sometimes I would objectively see them. Sometimes it was clairvoyantly seeing them. Other times I would just like know that they were there or smell them or taste them or feel them around me. Um, so all of my life, I have seen to varying degrees, different ways in which the spirit world would interact, would influence. And I think it was around, um, I mean, it was actually happening for much longer, but I was really keenly aware of who it was in my family, um, someone who had died and was affecting me in spirit. I was having massive symptoms, kidney failure, autoimmune symptoms, um, no medical explanation. Nothing I did helped at all. And I worked with another practitioner and it didn't completely resolve because I was meant to do this myself. I was meant to learn how to do what had happened my whole life that I never learned how to set a boundary. I never learned how to interact with these spirits in a way that would stop this influence. So this practitioner tried to help me. We got pretty far, but it wasn't it wasn't completely resolved. And so I kept experiencing symptoms and it was for me to learn how to sit with my family member in spirit and set a boundary. And beyond setting a boundary, mediating, compassionately understanding why this was happening and what I could do to help this family member so that we would have a mutually agreeable solution. Because you know what? 
I could set a boundary and this family member can just go start messing with another family member or somebody else. It doesn't have to be in my family or friend circle. It could be anybody else, the neighbor, um, you know, whoever. So to me, it was really important to learn not only for myself, but my family and for other people and for the collective, because I realized, um, I realized how much my life experiences were leading me to a new kind of work. You know, I was already doing um, a lot of energy work I on other people. I was, this was before I'd officially left my job and started my business, but I was working towards that. And I loved doing various forms of energy work, um, but this kept coming up in my life. And so let me share with you what I have learned briefly. <laughs> this is very generalized, very basic, but I, I share this as empowerment, like as an opportunity to understand the spirit world a little better. So let me talk a little bit about the spirits that can have an effect on us. And again, this is very basic, very generic. Um, let's talk about first our ancestors who are well in spirit. Our ancestors who they're, they kept doing the work in spirit you know they kept adjusting their frequency more and more and they help us they share their wisdom their knowledge their skills their abilities they intervene on our behalf for our highest and greatest good um there is a guy i think yeah daniel four i believe that's his name he teaches animism. And I think the, the quote that I have heard, the way he speaks of these ancestors, that they are bright, well, and deeply at peace. To me, it's the same thing as saying that they, out of unconditional love, intervene on our behalf for our highest and greatest good. Now, the way he says it is, you know, a lot of, it rolls off the tongue. It's a lot easier. It's a little bit shorter. But to me, it's so important to acknowledge that it comes, it is absolutely an intervention for the highest and greatest good. That it's an intervention from unconditional love. No other benefit other than my own. And of course, you know, if it's good for me, it's good for everybody. But I mean specifically that these ancestors, their intentions are pure and the impact is positive. Now, I could also get into the conversation of there, everything's neutral. There's no good, bad, whatever. But we in this world, the way we humans experience duality, we would consider it a positive impact. And then we have these ancestors who, they love us so much. And they want to protect us. They want to help us. They want to line up this job. They want to line up this uh, relationship. They want to prevent us from danger here. They want to stop us from doing this activity or getting this job or going this direction. And they do it because they love us. But what we experience, the, the block when we keep trying to do this new hobby that 
might be a new career path or we keep trying this um, we keep trying to go to this training or we keep trying this new behavior or new activity or um, a new relationship, you know, whatever it may be. And we experience obstacles. Sometimes it really is because they think they are doing this amazing protective thing for us, that they are preventing danger. Sometimes it really is just to protect the family name, the lineage, and sometimes it's because in the century they live in, what we're doing is perceived by them as dangerous. But in our century, in our lifetime, that thing is very beneficial for us. Um, and they may also have an opinion about the people that we interact with. And, um, and so we have to set that boundary of free will. And you know, there are a lot of different ways we can look at this. So they mean well. But given their life experience and given the century that they live in, and sometimes it's that, and it can also be, let's say there's a concern about how the family is gonna be misrepresented. So sometimes they'll intervene because we've gotta protect the family name. But again, their century or whatever decade they're living in versus what we're living in, um, very different. Then we have spirits who, like I was sharing, my family member who was intentionally causing harm. This was a family member who was in so much pain, had lived a really challenging lifetime, had inflicted a lot of harm on people in, in his lifetime. And in spirit, you know, he left his physical body in this particular incarnation and goes in, is in spirit form. And instead of looking at his life and making changes, he continued to repeat that behavior in spirit. And so for me, really the spirit world is a reflection of our world and vice versa. The things that we see happening here also happen in the spirit world. We're always evolving and we have a choice there's free will. Do I want to evolve or not? And so that the spirit world is walking around with us. It's, it's not like what people say where it's like, oh, we're here and the spirits who are at this dimension are like over there or this far and far away. These are the ones that are in close proximity and these are the ones that are far away. It's just a matter of frequency shift. It's not actually as simple as saying like, oh, um, you know, the angels and guides, they're like this many light years away or, you know, this, the, this far away. And the earth, like a lot of people talk about earthbound spirits. It's like, um, that's actually a matter of frequency. Like they're all around us all the time. Like all of the dimensions are just different frequencies and they're all around us all the time. So some may feel closer or farther away depending on our own frequency. So... Um, and of course, because being in the physical body, that very much affects um, perception of that. So anyway, <laughs> back to these unwell spirits that they haven't done the inner work on the other side. And so there's more work to be done. So for me, I could have just set a boundary with this family member and been like, listen, 
You know, you don't get to steal my life force energy. You don't get to treat me this way. Go away. But what good would that have done? Because then he could have gone to another family member, a friend. He could have gone down the street to a neighbor, anywhere else. Um, so for me, aside from it being so important for me to learn how to work with spirits for myself and my family, but for other people really in the spirit world to help them to understand that they're, they're still evolving as souls, that they're in pain and they need help. And so for me, it's all about compassionate mediation. How can I understand what their underlying need is? How can I have a conversation with them? Like, why are you behaving this way? What are you trying to achieve? What are, what's your goal? What, let me show you another way to achieve it. Let me show you how when you create this, you get to experience this versus when you try to steal energy from someone else, you're never actually getting the thing that you're trying to experience or create. Um, so conversations can get pretty creative and I do think it's pretty funny that uh, one of the degrees, um, um, my, uh, a I got a master's degree in mediation like around 2009 with all these like goals of using it for like victim offender reconciliation programs, whatever. Um, and it's funny because to me now I'm, I'm really just using most of these skills in the spirit world. Um, so there are so many other kinds of spirits, spirits that haven't that don't have human bodies, that haven't been in human bodies. Um, lots of different kinds of spirits. Yeah, I just really wanted to specifically talk about the fact that there are types of spirits that are 100% helping us, intervening um, for our highest and greatest good, and then those who think they are and aren't, and then those who really intentionally aren't helping us. And we get to do something about that. First and foremost, you can set a boundary. Once you acknowledge and recognize, okay, I've done the inner work, I've, 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 like, I've worked at my childhood wounding, I've worked at my conditioning, my programming, my limiting beliefs, you know, all the things, right? Um, and you're realizing maybe there's something more. And I would like to say a couple points. So I'm not saying, like for me, experiencing autoimmunity, um, kidney failure, things like that, I'm not saying that every form of illness is because of spirit attachment, is because of spirit influence. I'm just saying it's one potential cause. There are many. And for me, when I do medically intuitive work and I see autoimmunity, there is a common theme, a common underlying thread, but the way it manifests in each person is different. And so sometimes we might be looking um, at a relationship, we might be looking at spirit influence we might be you know anyway other lifetimes we might be looking so yeah and that's another one like sometimes it's not spirit influence it's another lifetime that you're living um that has an effect on this lifetime because everything we do like in the present now moment the zero point um time is non-linear and that can be kind of challenging for the logical mind to comprehend that because in this physical world, we really do experience time linearly. We're born, we get older, you know, oh, I have these memories. I have this nostalgia, like, oh, this happened back then. But 
time really is nonlinear out, outside of, like when we get into that, that zero point, when we get into the now moment. So the really cool thing to me is that when we <clears throat> help one of our ancestors who are unwell or any other spirit who's unwell, it helps future generations and past generations. It helps this lifetime and it helps other lifetimes. And I think it's so cool that we can have conversations with them just like we would a human. And you know what? They have free will. So sometimes the best we can do is just come to a more agreeable solution because they have that free will. But you get to decide, you get to set boundaries, you get to determine how much of that you experience or not. So whether it's um, an ancestor who really does mean well or an ancestor who doesn't, um, there are options. And so for me, with the podcast, I was experiencing this influence and I'm not gonna lie, I'm still a human and I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to clear within myself and my lineage and so I was getting a little lazy with it. I was just, I was really wanting someone else to do it for me. Once again, um, like when it first happened with my family member, <clears throat> but it was for me to hone this skill, to fine tune it, to step more into my power, to step more into my passion, to step more into what keeps showing up. Like this was showing up in client sessions years ago and I liked doing this work and then I kind of just phased it out a little bit, but it kept showing back up and it's been showing up more and more. And I realized just how much I love it, just how beneficial it is for the spirit world and for us in physical bodies and how we can change the world. So if you find that you're under the influence, you've done the inner work, you realize that it's not just noise, not just a reflection of fear, something that you need to work on, maybe it's another lifetime, but you're starting to realize that maybe there could be spirit influence. You can do something about it. Maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to them, mediating with them, just set a boundary. State very clearly what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And if that doesn't work, then there's something more for you to learn. Reach out to a practitioner, myself, someone else, doesn't matter. Ask for help because it is possible. And the cool thing for me is how quickly things change. I keep saying the cool thing is like, cause everything is so cool. <laughs> I think everything is so cool. Um, for me, when I worked with this family member so that they could understand how they were harming me and they were continuing the pattern that they had in, in our family when they were alive, they were continuing that pattern in spirit. Um, just lost my train of thought there, sorry. So I, I did that mediation, that spirit mediation with that family member how quickly my symptoms improved. Now, there were some things that took longer because my body had been under so much stress. 
had so much life force energy drained um, and I was already having some issues of my own doing. So it took a while for some things to rebound, but for the most part, I rebounded pretty quickly. And for other people, when we have done some spirit mediation, when we've worked on spirit attachment, spirit influence, it's like instant. They're freed up in ways they never thought possible. Hang on just a second. Lots of talking today. My voice is starting to go out. <clears throat> so it can really be immediate. And the more, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I have talked so much today. Might have been better to do this podcast another time, but I really wanted to get it out. And it was really important to me to get it out. So the, the changes that can happen can be so immediate and can be so profound. And if they start to taper off after a while, just take a look at your behavior. Just take a look at any other other parts of your life where you need to do some inner work or recalibrate your own energy. Maybe um, when we first sit down and do the work with the spirit world and we mediate and we come to resolution and, and they're well and they move on and you're good to go, then you go down a path of making other choices and suddenly it's a trigger for a different ancestor or a different situation. You know, for some people it's a one-off and for some people there's a theme and we, we go deeper and deeper into the layers until everything's cleared. And um, so it's all, it can seem, it can be frustrating, but I'm here to tell you from personal experience and from working with clients that we can talk to these spirits, we can help them, we can help ourselves and we can help them and we can do it in this compassionate way that's mutually beneficial and then we all get to move on healthy, happy, well. And again, this isn't an experience that everybody is meant to have, that everybody is here to, um, to go through. But for some of us it is. And if you need help, there are people like me out there who are happy to help. So I'm curious, have you ever been under the influence? Have you ever thought or felt like you've been under the influence? I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear your feedback. And thank you again for being here. I'll see you next time for episode three, which may or may not be about that other influence, other lifetimes, we'll see. I think that might be a good one, talking about fear and how it's connected to other lifetimes. So we'll see. See you for episode three. Thanks for being here.